What's up, guys? This is the Twin Take Podcast. We're your hosts, Luke and Jackson Hershey. Twins from Charlotte, North Carolina. Same face, two opinions. Guys, we are so excited for this episode, and we're about to just show you all what we're going to about to be talking about. But first, Jackson, how's your week been? Hey, Luke, my week has been great. How's yours been? Man, my week's been rolling by, but I'm psyched for this episode. We're going to dive into this first segment, so... Breaking news, John Mechie, the wide receiver for the Houston Texans, is going to be able to play his first year in the NFL. And just to give you guys just a little bit of backstory on that, he was a four-star wide receiver in high school, and he was really highly recruited. But there were really two schools that were his main options, and that was Penn State and Alabama. And he ended up picking Alabama. And for most of you guys um, that may or may not know this, Alabama is jacked for third string, fourth string. I mean, they have guys in their third string that would be starters in just about any other college. So the fact that he got to play as a freshman there was just unbelievable. And he actually played really well. He got to play all 13 games, and he had four catches his rookie. So he came to his sophomore year on a high, and he became one of their three best wide receivers, and that was so awesome to see. Um, he was starting to become a fan favorite, and people were just loving to watch him on the field. And he got into his junior year, and everybody knew his name. He became really famous um, for his touchdown celebrations, and he was he was rising the draft boards. But there was something unfortunate that happened, and that was in the SEC championship game versus Georgia, one of the highlights for many players' careers. He actually tore his ACL. That was really unfortunate for him and his family, I'm sure. But he came out strong. He went and declared for the NBA, sorry, NFL draft, and he got selected in the second round. But then again, he got hit with hard news, and he got diagnosed with leukemia. Um, and he said, he said when he went through it that he was blessed because it was one of the most curable kinds of cancer. But at the same time, um, he had to he had to struggle with that. I think knowing probably that he had that cancer at the beginning was really hard for him. But he said that relying on God got him through it the entire way he guys he is cancer free and he's going to be able to play this year as a Houston Texans wide receiver we are so excited to watch him and I honestly do think that CJ Stroud John Mechie matchup is going to be unbelievable to watch and I can't wait to see it Jackson what do you think yeah don't be surprised to see him be the number one wide receiver for those Houston Texans he will absolutely be on my fantasy football team he is a guy to look out for for this year. Uh, we've been praying for him, and we're absolutely happy he's back on the field. Yeah, like Jackson said, we are so stoked for him. And guys, he's he's going to be a player that no one was really talking about because he didn't get to play his rookie year. But he's going to get to play, and he's going to be unbelievable. Someone to look out for is John Mechie the third. Yeah, guys, we're going to hop into just our next segment, which is conference realignment. Um, that's one of the biggest issues in all of college sports right now. So we have some news. The Pac-12 obviously has been falling apart, which we're um, really sad about. But some two schools are going to go to one of the biggest conferences in all of college sports, which is the Big Ten, Oregon and Washington. I don't know how I feel about that. Jackson, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I don't. I was definitely not expecting it, but it all kind of started last year. UCLA and USC decided that they were going to head out to the Big Ten, which is shocking news because, like, the Big Ten is all the way in the north, 
and they're out in the West. So they decided they would move conferences to the Big Ten. Everyone was shocked by it, but they're like, okay, conference realignment's kind of starting. You go into this summer and you have uh, Colorado say they're going to the Big Ten. I meant Big 12, sorry. And that was a little bit of a shocker. And then you have Oregon and Washington come out and be like, we're going to the Big Ten. And then we're like, oh, gosh, this conference is starting to fall apart. And then you have, after that, Utah, Arizona State, and Arizona also declare they're going to the Big 12. And so now all you have left is Washington State, Oregon State, Stanford, and Cal. And it just looks as if the Pac-12 is just straight up falling apart. Yeah, like we said, we're we're concerned for the Pac-12 conference most people think it's not going to be a thing within the next two weeks. I have a little glimpse of hope, and the only reason is that those four teams haven't made a move yet. Now, I know Stanford and California are looking at the ACC. We'll dive into that in a couple minutes. Um, I, I see a slight possibility of some of the Mountain West schools hopping in to that conference. But, guys, it's not looking good. And I think the alternative is if the unfortunate thing happens and that conference falls apart, you will see half of those schools maybe go to a bigger conference, and I think the other half will have to go to that Mountain West Conference, which is still a good conference. It's just not a Power Five. It's gonna be it's gonna be um, sad and fun to watch all at the same time. Um, it's it's some activity for college sports, but how does that Jackson? How does that affect? Um, the other sports surrounding football. Yeah, basketball. I mean, just a Pac-12 dissolving isn't terrible. It'll give some other conferences competition, but I don't think just a Pac-12 falling apart because I think the Pac-12 contributed least out of the four conferences and around the other sports, um, out of the Power 5 schools at least. I feel like... um, if the ACC and the Big 12 disassembled, that's when it would start to get crazy. I feel like at that point there would be two super conferences and the three schools that disassembled would kind of join in those super conferences and then you just have those two big super conferences. But for the Pac-12 disassembling, I don't think it's crazy, but I think it will be very interesting to see how these next couple of years play out because all these schools are still going to play in the Pac-12 this one last year. It's really what happens after next year that's going to be really interesting to watch. It will be really interesting, and I think um, this whole Pac-12 conference falling apart has left these four schools that are still sitting there with the question of what do I do? And so Stanford and California over the last week have been talking to the ACC, and actually earlier this week there was a point where they were pretty um, confident that the ACC was going to have – um, Stanford and California join, and they thought that all the athletic directors from those schools were going to accept them, and that is not what happened. They actually were in so much of a disagreement that they couldn't even vote on it. That is what is interesting because there are so many roadblocks to get Stanford and California into the ACC. I mean, if you look geographically, Stanford and California are all the way in Cal. Well, right, they're in California. All the other schools are in the east, and it, first of all, it makes a money issue of like, if you're a Miami or you're a Clemson, why would I why would I pay the money to have my school go travel all the way to California? It doesn't make much sense. Um, there, Stanford obviously very well academic school, 
um, California as well, but that's really the only thing helping them. It's not really going to make the ACC any more money. The only thing it actually will do is with the schools trying to get out, it almost prevents them in a way because it makes it harder if they bluster up that ACC conference. So that is the only key information that will make it interesting in the next couple of days. Yeah, I kind of find that teams like FSU, Clemson, Miami, UNC, I don't they're probably looking at it like why would I add those teams? I already think my conference uh ac- athletically is average compared to the SEC Big 10. Why would I want to add mediocre teams to our conference when I really just kind of want to go to the SEC or the Big 10? I feel like especially that's how FSU feels. They've basically publicly stated it. I I don't think the ACC will end up adding Stanford nor Cal. And I think that it'll be interesting to see where they go. I don't think they will. I think Stanford will probably be the only, will probably land in a Power 5 conference, but I don't think Cal will end up if the ACC doesn't add those two. Um, It is really interesting to just see this whole thing play out. And, I do think at a point it's another conference will probably disassemble. It's just which one uh, happens first. It's just slowly unraveling to the point that the Big Ten or the in the SEC are just the top tier conferences, and it's like everyone wants to be either a part of them or like them. And so, doing that, the conferences are just going to fall apart. I don't know. That's just at least how I feel. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, this whole conference realignment issue is media rights um, for football and basketball. The SEC and the Big Ten have these big contracts with some of the biggest networks. Um, The ACC is kind of third in command there, and then there's a pretty big drop-off with the Big 12 and the Pac-10. I, I these schools are just these schools are just wanting this money, so they're all trying to get to the SEC and the Big Ten, and that's really that's really the main issue. So these lower schools are going to end up finding themselves in a spot that maybe they weren't in the Power Five, but they might not be when this is all said and done. I'm I'm concerned for March Madness actually with all of this because some of the some of the fun with March Madness is that you have these um like smaller schools of Little Chicago, St. Peter's and Davidson get to make these runs in this tournament. And I don't know how that's going to play out because if there's not these little conferences anymore, like Jackson, do you think that's going to do you think that's going to hurt March Madness? Um, I think if the two super conferences come together and it's just like those two and there's like 50 teams in a conference or between the two, I do. Um, because then it's like every every winner of a conference gets a bid. But if you just have two massive conferences with all the good teams, you're like, well, how is it fair and how am I going to do this? So I just think it gets confusing at a point, and I don't know if they're going to be able to um, continue adding the teams like they have in the past into the tournament. But then again, this is all hypothetical. It may not get to that point, and I hope it doesn't, but it is surely trending that area. But I do see that the smaller teams like a Loyola Chicago or Davidson or St. Peter's, that they're going to start hurting during this basketball area in a couple of years if this keeps trending in this area. So does with all this, does an independent team like Notre Dame, do they join a conference or do they try to stay independent like they always have? 
I think it depends on the team. I think like Notre Dame, I think they strive on being independent, but it's at a point it's going to be like if you're not in a conference, then like it's just going to hurt you scheduling-wise. I think Notre Dame is going to have to join a conference at some point. Yeah, so that's another issue is Notre Dame's trying to persuade all of the ACC athletic directors to let Stanford and California in, but these ADs are kind of on the fence about it because – why would they listen to Notre Dame, whose football program isn't even in the ACC? Like, it doesn't make sense. And so, I mean, like Jackson said, there is a there is a connection there with Stanford. Um, they have a rivalry. And so we that's obviously maybe one reason why they might want them to join. But at the same time, like, if I'm an athletic director, I'm not giving Notre Dame the time of day to hear what they have to say because they're not even contributing into our conference. And that's that's a big issue right there. Um, and you kind of have to think, like, why are they saying that? And so I think it all goes back to that. Um, so we're gonna we're actually going to flip to the next segment here, and me and Jackson are going to make the Twins Take Podcast Super Conference. And so what we're going to do is both of us are going to pick 10 teams each, and it's going to combine to make a 20-team Super Conference. So, Jackson, the only rules are that you have to um, pick your team. We'll go back and forth, and you just have to explain why you're picking them. Sounds good. Am I good to start, Luke? You are good. All right. Sounds great. Um, if I, I think I'm going to start with Alabama, and that is because they're a football powerhouse, basketball powerhouse. That's where most of the revenue is coming in, and so I believe that Alabama is an easy number one choice for collegiate sports in general. Man, that's a that's a phenomenal number one pick. That's the same way I would have gone. Nick Saban has had that program under control for a very long time, and I think it will be until he retires. Um, my next pick here is going to be Georgia, and that is because they are absolutely on their way to a three-peat. Kirby Smart is a phenomenal coach. He's not leaving anytime soon, so I'm going to go ahead and pick Georgia. Sounds great, and I think I will go to Texas next. Uh, everything's big in Texas. Football is crazy. Basketball is crazy. Um, I'm trying to divide it out regionally, so why not go so- mid-south? So I think I'll go with Texas next. Okay, so I'm going to go with the fourth pick, and I'm going to take Ohio State. And Ohio State has a phenomenal football culture. Actually, their entire school is just really, um, it's really just an amazing school. And I think that Ohio State is the best pick here. They have been really good with Urban Meyer. And then when Urban Meyer left, Ryan Day left that program in great hands, and he's still doing a great job. So I'm going to take Ohio State here. (laughs) <laughs> well, if you're going to take Ohio State, got to take the arch rival in Michigan. Um, can't live not to see that rivalry every year, and it is very fun to watch. So why not add Michigan into that mix? Great pick. Um, I'm actually going to I'm gonna keep going, and I'm going to take Clemson. Clemson's, like I said, that's another school with a really good culture. Dabo Sweeney is a phenomenal coach. Led a great program with Deshaun Watson. Led a great program with Trevor Lawrence. And I cannot wait to see what their new quarterback is going to do. I'm taking Clemson. 
Awesome. I'm going to pick a school out west, which we really haven't done yet, and I'm going to take Oregon. Oregon's probably the top west program out there, and they're a powerhouse in basketball and football with their newer head coach. He's been there one season, and Bo Nix. I think I would take Oregon. Good pickup. Oregon's going to be really good this year. I actually, I'm going to continue on the Tigers route. I like LSU. Um, they have made some of the best products in all of college sports with Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase. Like Ed Orgeron says, go Tigers. <laughs> awesome, bro. Um, next, I will be taking UNC, and I know Luke does not love it, but I really do like this pick. They are dominant in about every sport. Football, they're a little less, but athletically, they dominate in all the smaller sports and especially basketball and with Drake may rising as the football star football star down at UNC, they would be a great add to this new super conference. I really like that pick. And so I'm going to finish out the big 10 here and take Penn state. Penn state is a really good football school. Always have been. And you know, the whiteout at their, at their stadium is unlike any other school so i'm gonna take penn state here so i took alabama earlier so i'm gonna take their arch rival in auburn uh can't have life without that rivalry so that's another rivalry we have to continue going and dominant football school dominant basketball school so gotta have him in there war eagle all right we're gonna take with the next pick the canes of miami uh like the like him a lot that's another school. Used to be so good. They're probably picking themselves back up again. But I like Miami with this pick. Well, if you're going to take Miami, got to take the other Florida school in FSU. Dominant football program. I think they're going to be in the college football playoffs this year. And I believe they have a strong chance to win that ACC championship. It was going to be a very fun team to watch and they're also normally pretty strong at basketball so gotta have them in there you know what i like that pick a lot and i'm gonna go um out to the west a little bit and i'm gonna take ucla ucla um the ucla bruins are really really good i they they haven't really made a run in a little bit but like everything around them is really like all their sports are really good their academics are really good i'm gonna take ucla here and i and i have faith that their football program is going to come back on track awesome next i will be taking the florida gators um again another top sec school just came out with the quarterback of anthony richardson now in the indianapolis colts uh has won a national championship uh sometime like recently with tim tebow uh, love this school in basketball and football, and I think they would be a great add to our new division. Okay, why don't we take the team that actually took their field goal post down this year? That was actually one of the sickest stories of all of college sports this year. We're going to go Tennessee. Um, it, it'll be sad to not see Hendon Hooker as their quarterback anymore, but they're they're going to be fine. They're going to be right where they were last year. And like I said, it was it is one of the coolest things in college football to see a team that was like really bad the year before and then go out 
and have one of the best teams in all college sports. And so I'm going to take Tennessee, and I have a lot of faith that they're going to be really good in this conference. Is this my eighth one, Luke? Yes. Awesome. Next, I will be taking the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, I know this is uh, – they're very good at basketball. Not Kind of like Carolina, pretty good at football, but their basketball speaks for themselves, and they contribute a little bit in football. So I think this would be a nice program to have, especially um, would bring some games to Carolina in basketball. So those two would kind of compete with each other a lot. All right, I'm going to take my next California team and take USC, um, home of the Olympic Coliseum. And that I feel like you, I feel like if you're going to make a super conference, you got to make it really um, broad throughout the nation. So we got to pick up another California team. So USC is the way to go here. Awesome. And talking about North Carolina, I'm going to go down south with the arch rival of Clemson, South Carolina. Beat them in that second last game. Crazy game. Spencer Radler's coming off a high and trying to bring it back into the season, and I think they'd be a fun team to have in this new conference. Okay, so we're going to go with the last pick, and um, this one's really hard because there's a lot of schools I could put in here, but I'm going to take Oklahoma just because you can't have that Texas team in there without an arch rival, so we're going to keep that, we're going to keep that rivalry alive and we're going to put Oklahoma in there. So, guys, our Super Conference is actually pretty good. I'm going to I'm gonna read off the list for all of you, but I'm impressed with it. Um, a couple teams I would have loved to put in here, but let's just read it off. So it's Alabama, Georgia, Texas, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, Oregon, LSU, UNC, Penn State, Auburn, Miami, Florida State, UCLA, Florida, Tennessee, Kentucky, USC, South Carolina, and Oklahoma. Um, I think this is a stat conference, Jackson. Any any thoughts on it? <laughs> Sounds like a very fun college football uh, conference, and it, uh, it would be scary team every single week. Uh, I would be nervous to play in that, but it would be a lot of fun on those Saturday afternoons. So yeah. who knows? Maybe it'd end up like that one day. Yeah, if I'm having to if I'm having to pick college football, I think if that's the if that's the conference you're having to go against every week, that would be really tough um, to pick a game to go to. I I think we should list our honorable mentions on here. I really wanted to put on TCU and Michigan State. I think those are really close. I really like Ole Miss too. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of good schools. It's really hard to limit it to twenty, but that's kind of my thought on those three as honorable mentions. You have any? Yeah, I think I have two. I have. A and M, and I have Washington. I think those would be mm. another good two good teams to add on there. Yeah, it's like I said, it's really hard to make um, a conference out of twenty teams, but I think we did a pretty good job. So right there, that is the Twins Take Podcast Super Conference. Yeah, give us your thoughts, DM us, tell us what you think. Yeah, we'd love to hear it, and we want to go into our last segment and. I wanted to talk to y'all about a college football player named Tez Walker. Um, He is a wide receiver that just transferred to the University of North Carolina, and he was supposed to be Drake May's number one receiver, although uh, about two or three days ago, the NCAA came out and declared that he would be ineligible for this upcoming college football season. And 
the reason they decided to do that was because they came out and said that if you've transferred more than twice, we're not going to allow you to play. And this is more to prevent players from transferring around every single year. But his story is a little different. He started out at North Carolina Central, and he did not get to play because of COVID year. So he did not play. He transferred to Kent State, where he played two seasons and did very well there. Then he transferred to North Carolina this upcoming season to be close to his ailing grandma, who couldn't watch him in Ohio, but she raised him, so he felt like he needed to come home. So he came back to North Carolina. He made a file to the NCAA because he knew that they were in talks of making this rule, but he was already enrolled and in class by the time they made this rule. So a lot of people are mad at the NCAA for two reasons. Number one, he didn't even play down at NC Central. So it really should only be counted as one transfer because he only played college football at one team besides uh, Kent State. He also only came home to see his ailing grandmother. So the NCAA is getting a lot of backlash from just a lot of the humans living in the state of North Carolina, including our governor. So it's going to be something that is going to be interesting to watch and see if the NCAA overturns. I know that the North University of North Carolina is trying to appeal the NCAA's decision and trying to get them to change their minds. But it's a sad story, and we're praying that this gets changed back around for him. Yeah, obviously, um, very disappointed for Tez Walker. I mean, as a college as a college football player, you just want to play and. It would stink to have to go through all these practices, transfer to a whole new school just to be able to play near your grandmother and not actually be able to play. And so I I pray for his sake that he's able to play. And um, I I do think they're going to end up changing their minds on it. And my take was that when the NCAA made this decision, they weren't expecting this much backlash to come out of it. And this story has really risen um, to the top of ESPN and all the other sports networks so I I think they will change their minds I don't think they thought it would get out like it did but it but it did so Tez will be praying for you and I think I think you have a shot at getting this flipped yeah we hope so of course I'm a Carolina fan so I'm definitely hoping that this gets changed around but we're absolutely going to be praying for you Absolutely. Hey guys, thank you so much for hopping on the Twins Take Podcast. Make sure to jump on on Friday for episode four. We love all you guys. God bless you. Peace.